Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights, brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Thank you for joining us at XM.com. This is the Weekly Outlook, with important data releases coming up and two central bank meetings. This upcoming week promises to be very exciting for markets. I'm Christina Marujos. Helping me unfold this week ahead is our lead investment analyst, Rafi Boyajian. Rafi, the United States entered a technical recession yesterday, as the GDP data suggested. Therefore, Friday's NFP report is all that more crucial. So what can we see in the data and how could the dollar perform? Well, indeed, uh, Christina, after that GDP data, uh, we now know that the U.S. is in technical recession. Uh, the Fed would probably disagree. Uh, Powell, uh, in his press conference uh, after the FOMC meeting, uh, did say that um, he doesn't really see a recession because many parts of the U.S. economy are still growing. Uh, so recession is, uh, according to his definition, is a broad-based decline in economic uh, activity. But of course, of course, uh, recession fears do remain uh, extremely heightened uh, at the moment. We also did get that uh, flash PMI data showing a surprise contraction in the service sector uh, in July, uh, and that's putting a lot of focus on uh, next week's uh, ISM PMI numbers. Um, and in, in fact, these might be perhaps a little bit more important than the non-farm payrolls report, uh, because these surveys are a bit more forward-looking uh, than the you know, historical labor market uh, data. Um, so the ISM, the forecast for both the manufacturing and non-manufacturing PMIs are uh, reading above 50. Um, so, the, you know, according to the forecast, uh, the U.S. economy is still uh, growing. So any negative surprises in the data would indeed, um, you know, fuel those uh, recession uh, expect recession fears and perhaps lead to a further decline in the U.S. dollar, which has been on the back foot following uh, the Fed uh, meeting. Uh, but even for the jobs report, I think the risks are to the downside to the data. The forecasts are that the US economy added around 250,000 jobs uh, in the month of uh, July. Maybe that is a little bit too exp- uh, optimistic because uh, from the earnings, um, we're getting the earnings reports. A lot of companies are saying they're either uh, freezing hiring or they are uh, they have even started to lay off uh, some stuff. Uh, so I think um, we could potentially see uh, a much uh, weaker NFP report uh, this time around. Uh, and again, that could lead to a further decline in interest rate, uh, rate hike expectations uh, by the Fed and further pressure the dollar. Having said that, uh, the dollar is still, of course, um, the, the market's uh, favorite safe haven uh, currency at the moment in this particular uh, environment where we've got both geopolitical and economic uh, risks. Uh, so any decline would probably be uh, limited. I see. Let's turn to the central bank front. The Reserve Bank of Australia meets early on Tuesday, where there is speculation for an even more aggressive 75 basis point move by policymakers. Do you think that's a valid possibility? I think those expectations have come down now a little bit following uh, the Fed's uh, hint that it might slow down uh, its rate increases in the coming months. Uh, And of course, uh, from Australia, we did get somewhat softer than expected CPI numbers uh, for the second uh, quarter. But nevertheless, 
Um, I think the RBA was a little bit late to the game in terms of starting to raise uh, interest rates. Um, so even though they will most likely raise rates by 50 basis points uh, in August, uh, I don't think they would remove the option of 75 basis point uh, rate hike off the table. And we may even uh, get a you know, the, the statement or Governor Lowe in his press conference might even uh, suggest that. Um, so, you know, if, uh, if, you, if you do get a, a hawkish rate hike uh, on Tuesday, that could potentially lift the Aussie a little bit. Turning to the Bank of England, it also meets this week, and markets can't rule out a bigger 50 basis point rate increase, especially since the latest data don't indicate the UK economy is in contraction. How could the pound move? Well, the, the Bank of England has, I think we've heard quite a bit from Governor uh, Andrew Bailey suggesting that uh, they will certainly be discussing a 50 basis point uh, uh, rate increase. So uh, there's a strong possibility that they will accelerate their rate hikes. Of course, up until now, they've been raising rates by 25 basis points only, even though uh, they've raised rates at every meeting since uh, December. Uh, so given the small uh, hikes, uh, they are a little bit behind other central banks. Uh, and the recent data has actually been uh, rather better than expected. The labor market remains tight. In fact, you know, the, it's still adding jobs. Um, the PMI data, even for the July flash PMIs, uh, we didn't see a contraction in the UK, even though we saw it in uh, for the Eurozone and uh, for the uh, US. Uh, but more importantly, inflation is still heading higher. Uh, it's expected to soon re reach double digit uh, figures uh, in the UK. So the Bank of England will probably want to step on the brakes a little bit harder uh, in August. I think the bigger question is, even if they do go for 50, are they going to um, signal more big hikes uh, later on. Uh, so that's probably what's going to uh, affect the pound uh, more uh, on Thursday. Uh, but even still, um, if everything goes as expected, the pound uh, should remain well supported uh, from this, this hawkish shift by the Bank of England. And finally, let's turn to the data again. We'll be getting employment data out of New Zealand and Canada this week. How could their respective currencies perform, especially when we're talking about the loonie, given also we have an OPEC meeting coming up on Wednesday? Uh, indeed. So uh, the OPEC meeting uh, will be in the spotlight because, uh, of course, uh, the cartel is under a lot of pressure from the U.S. and other countries to uh, to boost uh, output. Uh, now, looking at the data first, I don't think that it's going to be that significant as far as uh, rate high expectations for the RBNZ and the Bank of Canada are concerned. I think both central banks will probably raise rates by 50 basis points again uh, at their next meetings. Uh, I mean, this would be, of course, a slowdown for the Bank of Canada, but, you know, uh, given following that one percentage point increase, 50 basis points is still pretty significant. Uh, both economies are, are really hot right now. They've got hot property markets, uh, hot uh, employment markets. Um, so, even if we get some disappointment in the jobs data, it's not really going to uh, alter the outlook that much. Uh, so the loony might, inf might uh, really here uh, be more affected from this OPEC uh, meeting. Uh, now, OPEC 
doesn't want to say that they're actually about to announce a big uh, increase in output and uh, it's questionable whether they will. Uh, what we might get is perhaps a symbolic uh, increase just to show that you know they are doing something to help alleviate uh, this surge in oil prices and to kind of please the United States. So uh, a small uh, increase uh, in the production quotas uh, on August the 3rd uh, from OPEC Plus will probably um, would probably not make a huge dramatic difference in oil prices uh, by any big surprises in terms of big uh, output increases that could pressure oil prices uh, much more. Looks like it's going to be another interesting week. Rafi, thanks so much. This was the Weekly Outlook here at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.